Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 137, which we are recording on Tuesday, March 28th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're in almost 80 degree weather in Santa Cruz, but it's really windy. So even though we're recording inside today, there may be some ambient noise from the wind. It's, yeah, it's super windy out. So you can hear it, you can hear it rustling through the trees, you can hear the I don't know what you call it. We have like a part of the deck has a plastic cover. Over oh, it. right. You can hear like that a greenhouse. going up and down. Yeah. yeah. You can hear it going up and down with the wind. So, so interesting day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are you wearing? I am wearing a sweater that I knit back in October 2011, if you can believe that. <laughs> I can. I guess I can believe it. I can believe in it. In some sense, it seems a long time ago. And in uh, in other ways, it doesn't seem that long ago because the sweater has held up really well. It really has. It, it it's my featherweight new. tunic by Hannah Fettig. And I knit this in the very light Spud and Chloe fingering yarn, which has held up fantastically well. It's got 20% silk in it, which I am sure helps the strength the yarn keeps it I think it keeps it from pilling a little bit I think the sock is mostly I shouldn't say mostly but I think it was the yarn was designed with socks in mind to hold up to the wear and tear of sock wearing that's the silk that's the silk and it really has held up well you know here's another one of our weird parallel universes in knitting. <laughs> so just this morning I was thinking, I still have that sweater quantity of Spud and Chloe fine and oh, I should really? really knit that up. And here you are wearing your sweater in that base. Yep. Every time. Every time we have something yep. odd come up. But seeing you wear it makes me even more convinced that I should knit with mine because it looks beautiful. So mine is in a silver gray. Is yours in a dark gray? No, I bought dark purple oh okay we reviewed a book a long long time ago i think it was from new england knits it was the trifoil cardigan oh, that, that name sounds very yeah it was familiar. a color work yoked sweater with pockets okay so i bought purple for the main color and i think there's a gray i can't remember the other colors for yeah. the yoke but i remember thinking oh and i have some yellow at home for the bright color that you didn't need very much of nice. so and it's still in my queue after all these mm-hmm. years and the yarnish is sitting there so mm. time mm. to revisit it exactly <laughs> so how about you gail what are you wearing i am wearing the summer festival cardigan which is a pattern by georgie nicholson and i always fail to look up when i knit a sweater but it was i think maybe three years ago for our self-indulgent knit along Wow. Maybe really? one of our original self-indulgent knit-alongs could be. I'll have to look later just because I'm curious now or if yeah. you can look for me. I knit this sweater in Woolmy's Lace Garn yarn, which I love this base. They call it lace weight, but I would call it a light fingering. And it is so soft and beautiful. And the lace garn, I'm sorry, the Woolmy's yarns are very tonal. And that just appeals to me on many levels. A lot of their yarns are really bright. They have some that are variegated, which aren't, depends on the project you're using them for, obviously. This is a very tonal purple. 
And the cardigan is really, really cute. It has a flower lace motif that runs through it in different places. So it's on the pockets, it's down one side of the sweater, it's on one of the raglan shaping parts of the chest. It's just a really cute cardi and I haven't worn it for so long and I wanted to show Charlene the yarn. So I decided to wear it today so that I could show it off to Charlene. So I'm really glad I pulled it out and it's just the perfect lightweight sweater. For this weirdly windy weather you can probably hear the wind yeah the it's all that background noise is simply wind blowing trees around yeah it's probably going to blow down some eucalyptus today too we've had a lot of rain in santa cruz so the ground is really really saturated right now and eucalyptus trees have the smallest root base you've ever seen so eucalyptus trees tend to fall down in yeah. wind like this pretty regularly yeah so did you look it up I couldn't find it. Okay, so while Charlene is telling you what she's stocking, I'll see if I can find it. Because now I'm curious about when I <laughs> I am stocking, as usual, a couple things. The first one is really an unusual top. It's an unusual top, and it's an unusual top for me. A couple of weeks ago... We were sent the Hikari collection for Fiber Company to take a look at. And there is an unusual top in there called Sumusakaze. It's by a designer named Michio, who I am not familiar with, but apparently she has several designs on Ravelry and not all of them are available in English. Oh, so that okay. would explain why I'm not entirely familiar with her. And why I've never heard that name. Right. <laughs> but the top is really unusual. It, like I said, it's, it's something that's a little bit different for me. It's appealing, I think, because it's a spring top. And I'm always looking for ways to bring knitwear into spring or summer. Oh, that's cute. And when I saw it the first time, I couldn't tell if it was a t-shirt or if it was a poncho. Yeah, <laughs> the sleeves are hard to discern it's, from it's that picture. It's kind of hard to tell from some of the photos. I think it really is a t-shirt. The way it's shown in some of the photos make it look like it's a poncho. But what it is, it's a one-piece type t-shirt or maybe one piece like if you were sewing it, it would be one piece for the front and one piece for yeah, the back that makes sense. with the sleeves they're short sleeves so the sleeves just coming off dolman style i guess from the body dolman sleeves that's what i was thinking yeah okay. so it's oversized knit seamlessly top down in the round in one piece the sleeves have some lace patterning on the shoulder it's very oversized and you probably you probably would wear a tank top or even a t-shirt underneath it, I suppose, if you wanted to have it as a, a layering piece to keep warm, kind of more almost, like I said, poncho style. But normally, I think you would probably just wear it with a tank top underneath. But it's very cute. It's very unusual. The neckline, I don't even know if you would call that... Just a straight across or a boat neck? I would think that's a boat neck, but I'm not okay. the best at describing it's things like that. It's just very loose and not It's almost cowl-like without the cowl. It is. <laughs> that makes it sense. It is. 
But because it's kind of poncho reminiscent, I guess I should say, I think that it would just be a cute layering piece for mornings when it's a little bit too chilly to wear a tank top. Yeah, it's interesting. It is, I know. You're not convinced. But. Well, it almost <laughs> looks like it should have little tight sleeves at the end of those armholes you or something. Add. You I don't know. That, add I need that. to look at it more before I have an it's actual opinion. just very it's cute, unusual. Though. Very, very mm -hmm. unusual. Very unstructured. There you go, unstructured. <laughs> so I think you could wear it different ways. I think you could belt it. Well, oh, that would be cute belted too, yeah. I think, you, like I said, wear different things underneath it. I think you could wear it as a poncho style type garment or as a t-shirt. So, like I said, it's unusual. I don't know. I don't know what yarn I would use. The yarn that they call for is meadow, which isn't something that I can get readily in no. this area, but yeah. I have used it, and yeah. I do like the yarn. I used it for a shawl a, a couple shawl. of years ago, and that shawl is actually one of my favorites. I dearly love that shawl, and I love the fabric that that yarn made. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it really was. It's kind of a, a faded denim blue Kind of leaning towards purple, I'll yeah. admit. <laughs> I always think of think it's purple Indigo. when I see it. Indigo, I guess. But it's it's somewhat muted because the meadow yarn I call it a kitchen sink yarn. Yes, it's got a little sure. bit of everything here at the list. It's got merino, llama, silk, linen. So it's got a little bit of everything. And the linen takes the dye very, very differently or almost doesn't take the dye in places that the other fibers do. And so it's got a little bit of coloration irregularity, a little bit of textural irregularity, which is quite appealing. It almost, to me, almost looks heathered, but yes, more it does. strongly heathered, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It just has... Like you said, it gives you the textural quality. Yeah. It's really pretty. That's That yarn has been on my yarn wish list for a long time, but okay. I've never found a colorway that and I like. That's that's the other thing, because yeah. I remember the, the color that I used was really the only color that appealed to me at the time. Now, I don't know if they have since introduced other colors, so that would be something to research, I suppose, but... If I weren't able to find it in person, I'm not sure what I would substitute. It doesn't take that many yards. Let's see, between 800 and 1,200 yards. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no long sleeves, no real collar to speak of, so it's pretty bare bones in terms of a garment. It looked like it had a lot of positive ease, though. It does. It does. Let's see the, well, yeah, they give measurements to fit, to fit up, they have body measurements, and then that's to fit up to size, so you do pick, it looks like you pick a size within a fairly large range. Yeah, that makes sense so, for that type of garment. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. So that was Sumusakaze 
by Michio. I'm so impressed with your pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, to be honest, the second thing that I'm stalking is something that I've already made. <laughs> I love it. And it's the Donner. I'm a thinking. Third? Well, I'm thinking I would like to have a wool one. I've always, actually, yeah. to be honest, I've always said that I want a wool one. And I did pick up several quantities of fingering weight wool at Stitches that are calling to me to be ah. used. And I still really love my Donner sweaters. And now it's actually Donner sweater weather, weather. For sure. So I need to get those out and check them out and make sure that they're ready to be worn. And consider the third. So maybe. Who knows? Do it. <laughs> I want to knit one in wool too. And how about you, Gail? What are you stocking? Well, I'm stocking my own queue lately. And that's why I was thinking about the Spud and Chloe fine yarn. Ah. So I have four sweaters that I'd really like to knit right now. And dialing it down to which one is always the hard part for me. Because I could spend days and weeks just fantasizing about which one I want to <laughs> knit instead of actually casting one on. So the top four are Cleo by Elizabeth Doherty, which we've talked about a lot. I have the yarn for it. I just need to swatch. The second is also an Elizabeth Doherty sweater, and it's the Markley sweater. And that I don't have yarn for. I've talked to Heather of Western Sky Knits, and I'm going to get a sweater quantity of her silk merino singles in her crimson night colorway so it'll be a beautiful that will be <laughs> jewel like ruby color think madeline tosh tart only prettier yes and that one's high up on my list but again i don't have the yarn for that yet the third one is the cherry bloom cardigan by oh, lena yeah. toasty which i've stocked that in the past also it is a beautiful color work yoke sweater that you knit in the round and then steak I have purchased the pattern, I have the yarn, and I'm going to use Neighborhood Fiber Company's Rustic Fingering, which is their single ply fingering, in a beautiful gray, her darker gray. And I'm going to use, for the color work, I'm going to use Madeline Tosh Tosh Light Molly Ringwald for the Cherry Blooms. And I haven't decided on the other colors yet, but I'm sure I have stuff in stash to make that work. Probably Coquette for the darker pink. And I'm not sure. I think I kind of want a brown for the darker color in the yoke, which I'm thinking maybe twig would be pretty, but I don't have that. So I don't know. You can see I'm still playing around with that. <laughs> but I'm considering swatching for that over the next couple of days because I'd love to be working on that. I have to go to... Dallas, Texas next week for work. Complain. Mm. And I know I will have some airplane knitting and some hotel room knitting and things like that. And then we have the knockers retreat the weekend after that. So I will have a lot of knitting time available. And if I can get through the yoke, the color work yoke, because the color work is insane. There are four colors on several of the rows. So mm. it's going to take some concentration. So I can't do that in a social setting. But the rest of the sweater is just straight up knitting in the round. And the pattern actually has shaping for four different shapes. It has no shaping, it has mild waist shaping, mid waist shaping, and very well shaped. 
that's not how she described it, but you know, <laughs> four different levels of shaping for the waist and two different styles of sleeves. There's regular and there's narrow. So it's a really interesting pattern that she gives you all those, all of those choices and reading through it, it looked very well written. The charts are very nice and very complete, but again, I'll need to sit down and really focus to get the first part done. And that might be perfect hotel room knitting because there would be no one to bug me, right. no dog to paw That's at true. me, you know, all those things. So maybe I'll get a chance to swatch for that and cast that on. Cause I think that's the top of my queue stocking right now yeah. is that cherry bloom sweater. Yeah. But then wanted to make that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth one is bleached. So that's the cardigan oh, by Amy Miller. One. Yeah. That I knit that just recently. And I really want to knit another one in a brighter color. So the one that I knit is in, Western Sky Knits Merino Silk Singles, that same base that I want for Markley, mm -hmm. but it was in the gray, District 12 colorway. So it's a great sweater. I love it. It goes with everything, and I really want another one, but in a brighter color. So lots of sweaters, yeah. you know, flitting through my brain. As Okay, how many of you sit at work during the day, or no matter what your work is, if your work is at a desk, if your work is in a toll booth, if your work is with your children, it doesn't matter. But how many of you throughout the day, how many times do you think about knitting during the day? Quite a few. And we should, I think it would be an interesting social experiment to like <laughs> jot something down every time you think about knitting during the day and see how many times it is by the end of the day. Quite a few. <laughs> so can you imagine how many times a day these different sweaters go through my brain? Yeah. Well, I have an interesting <laughs> observation. We're both stalking and talking about sweaters that we've already made, number mm -hmm. one. And even though I didn't mention it, one of the sweaters that I'm considering, well, one of the sweaters that I'm stalking, and I might have mentioned this last week, is the Manzanilla by Hohi Locatelli. Oh, right. So I don't think you mentioned it. Oh, Okay. I wasn't sure if I did. So you that's and why I, I didn't texted about it. it. Yes. Yeah. So we're both really looking at sweaters in our queues, things that we've made. And we've talked about this not on the podcast, but well, maybe we did a little bit when we talked about stitches. I really felt this year at stitches, it wasn't so much pattern driven. We were both yarn driven. Yes. We were both about the yarn this year rather than. I need that yarn for this. For this pattern. Yeah. We were just looking at yarns and thinking, oh, we'll be inspired by the yarn to make something. And often we're very pattern driven because we see patterns that we must make and must have. And so it's very different how there's a little bit of a change going on. And I wonder if that change is just because the yarns are super exciting or because we're not finding a lot of new patterns necessarily that we want to make or maybe we're both just looking at our cues and <laughs> I don't know it'd be a combination of all of those yeah. things and I am yeah. so with our love your stash ongoing fun thread that we have it's almost time to set your q2 goals if you're mm -hmm. interested in doing that and I've been thinking about my q2 goals and I did my q1 goals pretty well I'm very happy with how I handled my q1 goals but my Q2 goals, I want them to be different. I don't just want it to be, don't buy any yarn, don't buy any <laughs> patterns. I want it to be more kind of 
thought provoking or I'm not sure even what direction I want to go in. But I've been thinking about that, which led me to stock my queue mm-hmm. because I think one of my goals is going to be about knitting things that have been hanging out in my queue Right. because I put them in my queue for a reason. Yes. They've stayed through all of my queue cleanouts for a reason. And so why haven't I knit them yet? Right. I have and, the yarn for them. And that's, I was just going to say that I have things in my queue that I have yarn for. I've paired them up, and that's why they remain exactly. in the queue. So why don't I knit them? The one sweater that I knit last year by Isolde Teague that I can't even remember the name It of. wasn't Chickadee. No, it was not Chickadee. No, I can't remember the name of it. Because you wanted to knit Chickadee for a long time. Yes, and this same Isolde sweater that I knit was oh, one was that I called? wanted to knit for a long time. It was in... Her little red book. So ever since that little red book came out, I had wanted to knit that, and I had the yarn sitting there, and I, so I finally made that. And I just feel like, yeah, maybe it's partially driven by the love your stash thought process as well. That knit what you have, since you love what you have in your cat in your stash, and hopefully in your queue use those items. Yeah. So maybe we're we're actually practicing what we're trying to that wouldn't that <laughs> trying be amazing. To learn. Yeah. And not <laughs> we're being trying wooed to teach ourselves. And yes. not being wooed by ooh new pretty. Yes, exactly. Because that's definitely <laughs> I fall victim to that all the time. Yeah, yep, me too. But I think part of it too is that from the love your stash idea, I've also really tapered down the number of patterns that I buy. I Mm. used to be a sucker. If a pattern came out and the designer had a sale, you know, 25% off for the next three days as a release offer, I'd buy it right away. Mm -hmm. Well, I've become so much better at not buying the pattern until I'm ready to knit the garment. And now I've learned also to swatch. If there are swatching instructions on the Ravelry page to swatch before I buy the pattern too, because just because you think you want to knit it and you think you have the right yarn for it doesn't Doesn't necessarily make that true. Yeah. So I I learned that from Woodford. So I thought I had the right yarn for that, but didn't have enough yarn. Mm -hmm. If I had looked more carefully at the pattern page, I wouldn't have purchased the pattern. Although Mm -hmm. I'm supporting Elizabeth, so I don't care, but you know, it was one of those lessons learned I should really read more carefully before I buy the pattern. I could have saved yeah. myself whatever. And there, this subject has come up in some of our Ravelry threads. How many patterns do you have in your queue and your library specifically that you will probably never knit? Quite a few. Yeah, now. because I've been those trigger happy, like mm-hmm. it's on sale. I have to buy it now. And years later, my ch- tastes have changed, etc. cetera. Right. So that's one thing I have learned over this whole love your stash period of time. And I'm grateful for that because it does, I mean, it's very easy to have an enormous electronic library when it's on your bookshelves at home. It's much easier to see it and contain it. But when it's on Ravelry and you can't see it, you don't have an idea how much you really have. So anyway, all right. So what are you knitting? Okay. So in my hands, I am on the next to last section of my monochrome cowl by Healthy Locatelli. This is from the Interpretations 4 collection. I've been knitting this one for several episodes now. It's a single color 
very long or tall cowl. I'm knitting mine in a lace weight yarn. The pattern calls for a fingering weight, but I'm so happy that I did mine in lace weight because it's a very tall cowl. There's going to be a lot of fabric around my neck either way. So, <laughs> And mine is in a discontinued yarn, Miss Babs Isadora. The fabric is extremely light and airy. So I'm pretty very cool. happy with the way the fabric has turned out. If you will recall, I mentioned that I wasn't sure about the fabric when I first started it. Let's see, I started this started this right at stitches or right before stitches yeah, it was your stitches and I knitting. was knitting mm -hmm. on it at stitches yep. and there was only an inch or so I was probably knitting the first stockinette section those that first night at stitches and I wasn't sure about it I really wasn't sure I was thinking oh I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then I was, I couldn't figure out what else I would use the yarn for though. So I kept going and I'm so glad I'm I glad did. You did too. It's I'm very pretty. so glad I did because once there is this much of the lace weight fabric, I love it. So it's, it's interesting because we always or often say that if you don't like something when you're knitting it, stop because yep. you won't like it. But in this case, I didn't stop and I love it now. You weren't that invested in it, though. You had knit a couple inches, but not like I've made the decision after knitting the whole yoke and bust of a sweater. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. either either way, you're right. If you don't like it and you're not 100% convinced, you're probably not going to like it anymore later. Right, yeah. except for this, in this case, that would have been totally wrong, and I would have missed out on a really cool cow. So I'm really glad that I kept going. I'm glad you did too. Yeah. The fabric is, I can't, I keep mentioning the fabric, but it's just so She's rubbing light it on herself and airy right now. <laughs> and it's just so nice. I love I it. I wore my Lily Pilly for mm -hmm. the first time for reals this oh, weekend. Cool. I went to San Francisco to visit some friends and San Francisco was alternating between hot because the sun was showing and cold when the sun was hiding behind clouds. Mm -hmm. And it shoved very nicely into my handbag. And I was able to, when it got cold, pull it out, wrap it around my neck three times. When it got warm, take it off, put it in my bag. And it was wonderful. The light lace, you know, that was a lot more yarn than monochrome is going to be. But I am so happy with it. I'm so glad That's I knit that great. in lace weight. And our friend was commenting on how pretty it was. So nice. she's been the recipient of many of my hand knits because she's <laughs> very worthy. So, yes, I'm loving lace weight garments right now. Nice. And then the second thing I am working on is my Little Bird Pullover Sweater by Vera Valamaki, also from the Interpretations 4 collection. It's a boxy style pullover with lace stripes. And I'm trying to see how long I've been working on that. I think the last episode I I had just started it. And my goal with starting the sweater was to get it below the <laughs> join, the sleeve join, so that I just had body and I could take the body with me on our retreat, which is now next week so about a week and a half yeah, away about 10 here, days away it's here, it's and I the sweater came together so quickly that I got 
got to that point, decided to knit on the sleeves and the collar so that I could try it on to determine the finishing length. And I really only have a couple of the lace stripes left. I think I've knit three. The pattern calls for five. And I was telling Gail that depending on the length, I might only need four. So there might not be much sweater left. Yeah, she's really close. <laughs> I'm really close. So now I'm debating. Do I finish that and just get something else on the needles for the retreat? Or do I just save it per my original plan and just start something else? My vote is that she finishes it and wears it to the <laughs> retreat and then casts on something new for the retreat. I Yeah, I and I have a couple of shawls in bags with yarn and patterns ready to cast on for the retreat. So I'll have something to knit Stay way. tuned next episode yeah, to see what her we'll decision see. was. <laughs> so the little bird sweater I'm knitting in the Holst Yarn Coast, which is the light fingering, the 55% merino, 45 cotton, also a very light, almost a lace weight fabric. I really like that fabric. It looks so yarn. pretty. So, yeah. And mine is in a very light gray, almost a silverish gray. And the lace stripes stand out really well in that yarn. And it's going to be a lovely sweater. I'm very excited. And it came together super fast. I can't believe how quickly you knit that. I can't believe that one either because that really did come together fast. So, how about you? What are you knitting? Well, in my hands right now is my Divi cardigan. And I know those of you in the UK are giggling right now when I say Divi because now I know what Divi means there. Apparently, it's a slang term that kind of means you're an idiot. So <laughs> slightly derogatory hmm. and just learned that recently. So D-I-V-V-Y and another Laceway project. I am using my Verb for Keeping Warm Reliquary 2 base in the Macaroon colorway, which is a beautiful tonal pink. It is so beautiful. And all of the trees are blooming here right now in their various shades of pink. And it just makes me so happy because I drive around town and smile and then I look at my, <laughs> my poncho and I smile. They're totally my colors. The only problem is that this thing is going to take me probably the rest of my life to knit <laughs> because it uses something like 14 or 1600 yards. And I've been knitting this. This went with me on vacation and I can't, I didn't, I had started it before we left. So I didn't cast on, on the plane, but it feels like I've already been knitting it for months and I am only, it starts with a cowl and then you start raglan shaping for the upper body. And then after, I don't know, 80 rounds of raglan shaping, you move on to similar to raglan shaping, but not as frequent. I'm only to round 55 out of the 80 plus of the raglan shaping. And I feel like I've been knitting raglan shaping forever. And it's, super easy knitting. It's all just stocking it in the round. There's no thought required. You have stitch markers yeah. for when you need to do your increases and decreases. And it's super easy and it's just beautiful, but it will take forever. But that will be perfect retreat knitting too. It'll be perfect anything knitting. Yeah. I can knit on this <laughs> while I do anything. It's seen a lot of driving time to and from San Francisco. It's been on airplanes. It's been everywhere. And it's holding up beautifully. And this is also the yarn that went through room Roomba, the vacuum oh. cleaner. 
and held up perfectly to that. The one thing I will say is the raglan shaping, I pulled out, so I knit an inch or two of it three different times before I found increases that I like. The pattern calls for a lifted increase, which mm -hmm. I didn't care for the look, so ripped it out and started a different type of lifted increase. Didn't like that at all. Ripped it out, and now I'm just doing a regular make one right, make one left mm. increase, and I like that much better. It's very simple. It gives it just the right look for what I'm going for. It doesn't compete with anything. I mean, this is the star of the show is the yarn yeah. by far. So really happy with this, and you'll be hearing about it for a very long time. So I apologize in <laughs> advance. That's the way I feel about my monochrome. But you're almost done. Yes. There's no end in sight on this baby. <laughs> I mean, I've my first ball of yarn, the yarn, I bought two skeins of it, and the first ball is maybe two-thirds of the way through. How many yards in each skein? I don't know. I'd have to guess probably close to 800. Mm. So I have a long way to go. Yeah. So that's project number one. The, the second project, so these are the two that I worked on on vacation. The second one is the Red Katana Shawl by Svetlana Volkova, yeah. which I talked about our last episode. That one is the one I decided to knit, and I used Candy Skein Luscious Fingering, which is her merino cashmere nylon base, and I love her proprietary base. It is awesome. It's not splitty at all. It is soft and happy. The colors on it are just stunningly beautiful. And I picked two very Hawaiian to me colorways. The first one was the Robin's egg malt ball, which is a mostly tonal turquoise with super small speckles of dark blue. And the second color was pixie stick, which is a mostly white background with speckles of green and blues and just very tropical mm -hmm. colors. Very pretty. It's the stripes together. You were brilliant to say stripe it because <laughs> it really is a beautiful shawl. Oh, I wish you had brought it. Well, here's the deal. So I literally hand wound the yarn on the airplane to Hawaii. I cast on on the airplane and ripped out and cast on and ripped out until I got to a fabric that I liked. And oh, then, you made on different needle sizes. No, I don't remember what I was doing wrong right now. Oh, okay. It just wasn't turning out the way. Oh, yeah. the increases and decreases. Oh, okay. You do them on the edge, and some people had said they liked them better on the inside mm -hmm. of the V, yeah. and I didn't like them there, so I ripped it out and put them back on the outside. Oh, okay. So I should have followed the pattern and gone with the pattern. <laughs> but I knit on it every day in Hawaii, and then on the airplane home, knit on it exclusively, and I'm about an hour away from finishing it, but I haven't even taken it out of my knitting bag since we got oh. home. It's like, oh, it's too sad to look at. Oh. <laughs> Vacation is over. Okay. So it's been over a week since I've been home, but I'm still, I'm having, you know, So maybe sadness. take that one to the retreat and finish it. No, I want to finish it before the retreat and oh, wear it because okay. it's so pretty. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's so soft. It's just gorgeous. It's a beautiful shawl. So I had intended to finish it last night to bring mm -hmm. it today to show you, but mm -hmm. I just couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> I've also been knitting on my sock yarn blanket. I am two squares away from finishing the ninth row, which should be the halfway point. So that's really exciting. It's beautiful. I'm super happy with it. And the prairie socks, which have been on and off my needles at least two episodes now. That's a pattern by Kay Jones, and I keep picking the wrong yarn. So first I cast on with 
the Plymouth Happy Feet, mm -hmm. and I didn't like the way it looked with the speckles. Mm. Then I cast on with Twisted Owl Fiber Studios, and I didn't like the way it looked with the speckles. You couldn't even see the texture in the Twisted Owl because the yarn has too much going on. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I was standing in my closet looking at my yarn, and I reached for a self-striping that we got at Stitches, and then I saw the Western Sky Knits that we got in Stitch at Stitches. It is beautiful light pink, and the other half of the skein is white with speckles of pink and blue, and it's just beautiful. There was no color name on it, Kim. Um, <laughs> she tends to do that, but it is their Aspen sock, so it's merino nylon, and I hand-wound that yesterday, and I think it's going to be beautiful for this sock pattern. Okay. So I will be casting that on for airplane knitting because I know if I try to knit divvy the whole time, I'll go insane. So... They're, the color, because the colors look so good with the divvy color that I'm using, it's going to be fun. I mean, they'll be meant to be worn together. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of things on the needles and I'm enjoying them all. So nice. there we go. Now, what have you finished since the last one, the last time we talked? And it's been longer than normal since we last talked. It has been. And the interesting thing is that I haven't finished any of the projects that I was working on last time we recorded but I have finished two small projects that I just started randomly <laughs> and the connecting thread between those two projects is the one skein of this gorgeous gorgeous yarn another western sky knits yarn that yeah. we picked up at stitches I only got one skein of this because it was actually a clearance or a sale yarn that Kim didn't have a lot of, she didn't dye this particular base for the show. So she was just clearing out some skeins that she had from either a previous show or her, her Western Sky store online. But it is a skein of the Super Twinkle DK. So it's a merino nylon blend with a little bit of Stellina in there for sparkle. And it's a DK weight, as the name says. And the color is called Surprise, which is a colorway that I have used before. So you know that it's a colorway that I like, I keep getting attracted to. And it's a gray-based yarn with colored sprinkles all over it. There's some pink, some orange, some turquoise, some purple, and a little bit of green. It's just absolutely gorgeous and I keep returning to this colorway again and again. Even the gray is not a solid gray on the background. Even the gray is tonal. There's like some light places and some darker gray in there. So there's a, it sounds like there's a lot going on, but I chose to make a textured hat and it worked out perfectly. It's really lovely. I made a hat that I've actually had in my queue for several years. There Surprisingly we go. Okay. enough, another one that it's I've had in my queue. This pattern is called the Alewives Hat and it's by Elizabeth Doherty. And this hat has been in my queue since the pattern was released back in March of 2013. Yeah, you we can believe that. That year in. At Stitches, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because I knit the cowl 
right well, after stitches. And I knit the cowl too. So I've had the cow or I've knit the cowl and it was always my plan that I would knit the hat. And finally I had this perfect yarn. In fact, like I said, this yarn, I put it away with the rest of my yarn, but I couldn't get it out of my head. This yarn was <laughs> literally calling to me knit to knit me, something. Knit and in made into this hat, I don't know why. I just love the yarn. I love the hat. The two are such a wonderful, wonderful collaboration that I honestly think this is one of the prettiest things I have ever ever knit <laughs> that's I've, high high praise I've been telling Gail that since I finished it a couple days ago and I just I keep looking at it again and again and the photos don't do it justice no they really don't you don't Sadly. get the little sparkles and I never really considered myself a sparkle lover I have a few skeins in my stash that have sparkles when I really think they're pretty but I'm not, I'm not a person who generally says must have sparkles. But this yarn is just amazing to me. And like I said, I keep telling people this. I think it's one of the prettiest things that I've ever knit. Well, it has the perfect amount of sparkle, the perfect amount of speckle, the perfect blend of gray. And you picked a perfect pattern for it. And it's a perf the perfect texture for this yarn. Yeah, there are several different textures in yeah. the hat. And it, and it all is works. beautiful in all of them. It, now, see, this I believe that this goes to show that for some yarns that have are multicolored, you can find textured or pattern patterned stitches I agree that will work for them yeah but that's you know stunning. probably not all but there are some that will work it's just a matter of finding what will work and like you said perhaps it's just that it's not too over the top with the speckles and it's not too over the top with the patterning and it there's enough repetition in the textured stitches that it just happens to be a canvas to show off the speckly and sparklies of this yarn. <laughs> yeah, it's just so pretty. I bought a skein of it as well, and I told Charlene that I'm probably going to just blatantly copy her and knit the <laughs> same exact hat because it really looks stunning. And I do have to remind you that there was a whole sweater quantity worth of that yarn. I do in remember the that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And neither one of us attacked that sweater quantity and now no. I'm thinking fools yeah fools. I, I kind of am too but you know it's okay I I took the rest of the skein and I knit the my second finished object is a really basic kindle cozy which is oh, basically cute. just a sock without a heel kind of uh -huh. <laughs> just a tube knit it and you can tuck your little electronics in into the sock so that was what I used the rest of the skein for because it was so pretty I had to use it for something excellent and there wasn't much of it left I wasn't sure if I was going to have enough and it worked out so those are my two finished objects very, very happy with it and I keep staring at this hat. It really is mesmerizing. <laughs> and didn't you knit your granito with your other sweater quantity of surprise? Of surprise, yeah. 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 Was it and a darker gray base? 
it might have been a little darker and it didn't have quite as much orange. It was more pink and more turquoise. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. And maybe more. That I mean, right. that's the thing. Surprise always looks a little bit different. Surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise, exactly. But I keep going back to it again and again. So there you go. For good reason. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? Have you finished anything? I did finish one hat. I finished Josie's hat that she requested, and I ended up using the pattern Jason's Tweed Hat, which is a free hat pattern on Ravelry by Melissa Thompson of Sweet Fiber Yarns. And I used the Eco Wool yarn for that hat, and I finished it before we left for Hawaii but didn't have time to block it, which is too bad because there were lots of storms while we were gone. And now it's a little bit too warm to wear it. Well, she could wear it at work. So she probably will end up doing that. But it's really warm. It has a really long brim so she can flip it over. And I thought she wanted slouch. And she said, no, I don't want it to be slouchy. I want it to be really tall so that I can fold the brim all the way over. Oh. So she wanted a really long brim. And it was great because it was exactly to her specifications. I made her try it on, asked her to try it on, I didn't make her, to make sure that the brim was the right size, and then, you know, for the height, had her try it on frequently to make sure I had just the right height, so it's really nice to actually knit someone, knit for someone in your own home who you have available to try it on, so, mm -hmm. and she hardly ever wants to wear anything that I knit, so <laughs> that was fun, so that's a very simple, straightforward hat pattern that I highly recommend, it's one of the easiest hats I've ever knit. So Great. Jason's Tweed Hat by Melissa Thompson. Great. Yep. And hopefully by the next time we talk, I'll have something finished. It won't be Divi, <laughs> but maybe I'll have something finished. <laughs> All right. And we wanted to wrap up the self-indulgent knit Yes. <laughs> I am so excited. So we had 248 people who participated. 360 projects were completed. And if you didn't finish your project... Robbie had the brilliant idea of the self-indulgent knit-along redo. So basically, it's just going to be ongoing. If you're knitting something for yourself, come chat in the group if you want to. And it's just a fun place to just kind of play around. So Yeah, basically we acknowledge that not everybody finishes every project you set out to finish for a knit-along. Usually, that's me. Yeah, and you did this time. I'm so I proud did, of you. I did. So. Yeah, those finished projects didn't even count the one you finished and the few I finished. So it's really more than 360. 360 yeah. that were eligible yeah. for prizes, yeah. we should say. Yeah. So, so we do have a lovely list of prizes. We have 20 prizes. Let's go. <laughs> do you want to go first? Sure. First prize is yarn donated by Jen Sheelan. The yarn was won by Andrea, who is Andy RN on Ravelry. And she knit the Be Kind Shawl by Vera Valamaki. And that was a cute story, Andrea. She had just purchased a Be Kind mug. Oh. And she we had talked on the podcast about my one of my shawls that was named something, some of my kind of love, yeah. or I was just starting the Be Kind or something. Right. And so she cast that one on and finished that one for the knit along. Nice. It's a beautiful shawl, too. Yeah. And then the next prize is stitch markers from Kristen, who is Yarnarium on Ravelry. And the winner is Post 238, which is Ski Bum, Anita. And she knit the one of the newer Hillary Smith Callis shawls called Sidear. And it's a gift for a friend. So nice. I that was very sweet. I love self-indulgent knits that are gifts for friends yeah. and family. 
Next, we have a copy of the sign of a signed book from Elizabeth Doherty of Blue Bee Studios. Her reimagining set in sleeves goes to Yarnarium, who just donated the stitch markers. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so cool. And she knit the tug of war hat. And that was her own design, which is really pretty. And someone else knit it as a test in the knit along. Excellent. Very cool. Excellent. And the next one is a pattern, any of Elizabeth Doherty's own patterns on Ravelry. And that's post number 37, who is Tui, Taija. And she tested all of her um, projects, I think, were testing it so most. She did socks and her the beautiful penny flower shawl, the two-color one that I love, and some mitts. Really pretty projects. So congratulations, Taija. We have another Elizabeth Doherty pattern download which goes to Lucy, who is Lucy Bowen on Ravelry for her Sun Shower Cardi by Andy Satterlund. And then next is a skein of candy skein yarn from Tammy of Candy Skein. And it goes to Laura Knits PA. Congratulations, Laura. She knit an adorable little baby set of little shoes and a sweater. And she knit a beautiful ohm shawl, one of those giant shawls. It's really pretty. And next, we have a project bag donated by Melissa, who is so Melissa on Ravelry. And that goes to Eileen, our friend Eileen, who knit a Clio. She is Red's Knits on Ravelry, and we saw her Clio live at Stitches. Yes, we did. It's beautiful. (laughs) And then the next prize is the Prairie Hill Shawl donated by Sarah, who is Prairie Poppins on Ravelry. It's one of her newer shawl designs. And that goes to Evie G, who is Eva. And she also knit the Clio sweater. I couldn't believe when I picked those back to back. It's like two Clio sweaters (laughs) in a row. Congratulations, ladies. Those are works of art. Next, we have a project bag donated by Cade on Ravelry. She is Caitlin. And that goes to Lori, who is actually Kale's mom for her three-color cashmere cow. And she, she knit the Valinor cowl things, and yeah. hat, a back scrubby, and a sock head hat and cowl for That's herself. Right. Mom, you knit so many beautiful things. Congratulations. I literally squealed out loud when I <laughs> saw that was your post. The next one is a three-pattern package from the beautiful Katie of Katinka Design. She's Katinka on Ravelry. So this person gets to pick three of Katie's patterns. And this one goes to Knitsta Donna, and she knit a beautiful kind of peachy waiting for rain shawl. It was so pretty. And another three pattern package from Katie goes to Angela, who is Angela Nitty on Ravelry for her Anchor Steam hat. And next we have, these are several prizes coming up from Anna, who is Yarnesty on Ravelry. She was formerly Alpaca Anna, and she has lovely designs. The first one is her Butterfly Friendship Shawl, and that goes to Biscuit Girl, Kristen. And it was great because she knit the Squaw Confidential Shawl, and she said in her post that this year she is focusing on shawl knitting, and she just won a shawl pattern. (laughs) Love karma. The second pattern from from Anna, who is Yarnesty on Ravelry, goes to Scully, Scully Bun Bun on Ravelry for her Spindrift shawl, Winter Wander shawl, and Bankhead hat. 
she knit about three other shawls. I was going to say, there's the more list. that I can't she see. She knit so many shawls. So again, Scully Bun Bun, congratulations. You got another shawl pattern to knit. And then the next one are the Socks I Can't Pronounce by Anna. Tula of Isfaket Socks. I probably didn't even come close to the pronunciation. But those were won by Michelle, who is Michelle E. on Ravelry. She knit the Pretty Little Cardi by Hannah Fettig and a beautiful wrap as well. So two beautiful projects. And the Fergus Socks pattern from Anna go to Ramona, who is Ramona Firehorse on Ravelry. She knit an Earl Grey hat, a Saunders shawl, her first self-striping socks, and something else that I can't read from this Yeah, side. everything's pushed <laughs> off the side of the list. Sorry, my, my screen isn't wide enough. Congratulations, Ramona. You've participated in a lot of our knit-alongs, yes. so it's fun to see you win. Yeah. The next project is a project bag from Zoe, who is Espresso Bean on Ravelry. And Zoe has a great new shop on Etsy. I have a little notions pouch that I got from her that I adore. And she's also been a longtime participator in all of our threads and knit-alongs. And this project bag prize goes to Jess, who is Theo Librarian. And she knit a beautiful void shawl by, Mich uh, by Melanie Berg. The second project bag goes to Evelyn, who is E. Young 914 on Ravelry. She made the Father Time Cowl. And it says lovely variegated yeah, colors. Yeah, they were so pretty. <laughs> it was such a pretty cowl. And the next prize is a skein of yarn from the fabulous barb of Spencer Hill Dye Works, or Spencer Hill Natural Dyed Yarns, I believe is the name of the company. That's all naturally dyed. She is Blue Canary on Ravelry, and this prize goes to Wendy, who is Nitty Kitty Wendy, and she knit her very first pullover, and Yay. it fits. Yay. thought that was just as good <laughs> as knitting your first pullover. The fact that it fits is awesome. And we have a shawl pattern, the World of Difference shawl, donated by Jen, who is Boston Jen, on Ravelry, and that goes to Siga. And it looks like Siga is her Ravelry name. She's a new listener, and she knit the Hale Bop Mystery Knit Along Shawl and the Cubby Hat. And then the last prize is the Row One Yarn Package from Laura Gold. So Row One Yarn is the monthly yarn club where you get a set of 20 mini skeins. And that goes to Christy, who is yarning for Whimsy. She knit her very first pair of toe-up socks, and this is her first pair of socks she's knit that she's keeping for herself. So yay, yay for self-indulging <laughs> Congratulations, yay. everyone who won, and thank you again so much to the 20 wonderful people who donated awesome prizes that represent their time, their effort, and their beautiful creativity. Yes. We're very grateful. We are. This is one of my favorite knit-alongs of the year, and then, of course, we have our other favorite knit-along, and Charlene has an announcement. Well... If you haven't noticed, I think it was just last week, Pantone announced their fall fashion color report for 2017. And do I have, I do have it. Oh, up. she's prepared. <laughs> so this year, like I said, this is the Fashion Color Report for Fall 2017, which is the color palette 
This year it's actually palettes. I'll explain that yeah, in a little two. bit. That we base our knit along in the fall on. We have the colors of fall for the fall, and actually we knit during the summer for the fall. I should say it's in preparation for fall. That's it's how in well preparation for we fall. Are. So that's how that, well organized Charlene is. <laughs> so that you can be on trend with a garment or accessory for fall 2017. Now, I mentioned there are actually two palettes this year. This is interesting. Pantone has released a color palette for New York Fashion Week and a palette for London Fashion Week. So two separate palettes to choose from. There are some colors that are similar. There is one color, I believe it's only one color that is shared in the palettes, although many are similar, just have different names. And the palettes do have a slightly different look to them. I would say that the New York one is a little, mm, overall, maybe a little darker, a little more colorful. The palette for London is more muted, more colors that probably I would say are associated with autumn, maybe even spring. But they're very different. Go ahead and look them up. I'll have a link in the show notes, and maybe we'll even put the palettes. Yeah, we should do that. I'll try to notes. remember to do that. We haven't figured out the dates yet, but we typically do the colors of fall knit along starting on the summer solstice and ending on the fall equinox. So it's roughly the same duration as the self-indulgent knit along. So you have a nice long, almost three month period of time to knit similar rules, anything that qualifies as one of the colors in either of the fall palettes, I believe there are 19 colors total between the two palettes, and we don't care what you knit or crochet or spin, as long as one of the colors is represented somewhere in the fiber. So whether it's a speckle, whether it's a tone, whether it's a solid is irrelevant. As long as it's something that is in the spirit of the colors, we're happy with it. So I lied. There are two requirements <laughs> for this knit along. Not only do you have to use a fiber with the color of the yarn, you also have to... You have to style a fall look with your garment or accessory. It's really fun. You put together the outfit. You can put the outfit on your floor, on your bed, or photograph it. Or, or you can dog. put it on your body <laughs> and wear the outfit with your completed garment and completed or completed accessory. And it is so fun to see all of the completed looks because it gives me ideas about things I can wear. It's very inspirational. <laughs> it is absolutely yes. inspirational. And we, even for the gear up to it, you know, we'll open a thread as the dates get closer for planning. And a lot of people go out to the different sites where you can put together a collage right. and they pick, you know, different things, like yeah. jeans or a skirt and boots and yeah. a handbag or whatever to put together a collage of what they envision their fall look to be. So it's really fun, especially for those of us who are stylish style challenge like I am. So it's coming up. We've got the palettes. You can start thinking and planning. Give the palettes a little time to sink in. When I first looked, I was not overwhelmed with joy. 
However, some of the colors have grown on me. And I think Charlene's, she gave me an idea last night that was brilliant. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it now. Well, I, I strongly prefer the New York palette. I do too. Over the London palette. And as soon as I saw the New York palette there, I've been really hovering around navy blues lately. So there's a color called navy peony, which is actually the only color that is repeated in both palettes. And I kind of think of that color as, since it's repeated in both palettes, I kind of think of that color as being the foundation color of both palettes, because if it's so strong that we're seeing that color coming out of fashion in New York and London, then it's probably going to be a really strong color for fall. So taking that color, and then there's a neutral gray, of course, and what's called ballet slipper pink, all three of those colors together, I think... I'm just going to love making something with those three colors. <laughs> yeah, when you she texted that to me last night when she texted me that the colors were out. And I had first looked at the colors and thought, eh, I'm not really in love with these. But when she said the navy, the gray, and the pink, it really, those three will look stunning together. Absolutely stunning. So have some fun checking out the palettes. Thank you again for knitting along for the self-indulgent knit along. Congratulations to everyone who won a prize. Please reach out to me with a direct message on Ravelry and I will hook you up with the winner or, or I'm sorry, with the prize sponsor, or you could just contact that sponsor directly because everybody, they contacted me. They know what's coming. So super exciting. <laughs> it's not going to be a surprise to anyone. And we are not going to contact you on Ravelry because we want you to find out with the fun of an announcement yes. on the podcast because that's really fun when you hear your name mentioned. So Absolutely. congratulations, everybody. Thanks for knitting along with us. Enjoy Thank the you. last part of yes. March. And yeah. the next time we talk to you will be after our Knockers retreat. And if you're coming to the Knockers retreat, we Yay. will see you in a week and a half and hopefully have some new adventures and stories to tell you next time. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.